Bliss Podcast, episode 32, and uh, I want to start off with this article about the Bryant family, Kobe's family, and uh, and Nike and their partnership. Uh, Big Mike and myself reported on it last year, uh, so it's so weird to say with the podcast, it doesn't seem like it's been a long time, but last year could be you know a couple months ago, but I mean, last April 2021, uh, Kobe Bryant and Nike's contract was was up it was the the they reached the the terms of their contract for the 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 yearly i guess and vanessa was very candid about not re-signing with nike and uh big mike went into it in depth uh a previous episode and and do you want to do you remember the reason why it was because go ahead sorry yeah so essentially after after kobe passed um they had released some shoes like the Re-released. Gigi ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. They had they had slipped out these Gigi shoes that she hadn't even seen and finalized yet. Well, she said that on the phone they were well they had spent like a while making them. Yeah. And then she had axed it, and they weren't even they were supposed to all be destroyed. Yeah. So. And so they released those, and then um, they were upping the price because everybody, when Kobe passed, went out and tried to buy. A bunch of his merchandise, Man. shirts, shoes. I was on the NBA website like the, within the, the first month after he passed, and jerseys, swingman jerseys that would usually go for like 140, 180, were going for like 700 dollars on the NBA store site. So I was like, that was crazy. But go ahead. Yeah. So what Nike had done is they had they had jumped a bunch of his shoe prices up too, mm-hmm. and so she felt like they were trying to benefit off of his death. Yeah, and, and, and she that, wasn't wrong. And that didn't sit well with her. Uh-huh. And so she had talked, she had said, we're moving on, we might go somewhere else, blah, 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 blah. She was very public with it. Yeah, and she was very open, transparent, and everything. And now her and Nike have come to uh, an agreement. I'll just read the article. It's uh, They reconciled their relationship, their partnership, I should say, and they announced new Kobe and Gigi shoes. So I'll get to the meat and potatoes of it. Um... So she, their previous contract ended in April of 2021. She was reportedly looking for a lifetime contract similar to what LeBron James and Michael Jordan have gotten. But uh, so that didn't end well last year. But as of Thursday, Vanessa announced both sides were able to come to an agreement to bring uh, Kobe and Gigi under the Nike brand once again. She said, and this is quote unquote, we're excited to announce our partnership with Nike is going to continue. I am so proud that my husband's shoes are still the most worn by players on NBA courts and that the demand for his shoes remain so desi- desired by his fans around the world. And uh, Vanessa made it clear, the deal isn't about financial gain. It's about continuing to grow Kobe and Gigi's legacy through youth basketball. With the new partnership, fans will soon be able to have access to Kobe and Gigi Nike products for years to come and with Nike donating 100% of the net proceeds yearly for Gigi's shoes to their Mamba and Mambasita uh, Sports Foundation. Vanessa continued, I am also grateful that Nike and I will work together to establish a youth basketball center in Southern California that will share the Mamba mentality with youth athletes for generations to come. I know this is an inspiring moment for my husband and daughter's global fans and I am uh, very appreciative of each and every one of you. So the Juju, or sorry, the Gigi shoe will reportedly be a custom version 
of the Kobe 6 Pronto, dubbed the Mamba Sita Sweet 16. Um, and, and as some of you know, Kobe joined Nike in 2003 after a very, very short stint with Adidas. But I showed Big these Mamba Sita shoes, and do you want to explain them? Like, these are, these are, I, I need a pair. Pronto. And that was fun. No, no pun. <laughs> these are the, the Kobe Prontos, but it makes sense. What do you, what do you see when you look at these? They're just a, they're a low top. And I don't know if they'll come in other colorways or not, but it's like, it looks like that, that black is like a snake skin almost. Which would make it because it's the, for the Mamba thing. Yeah. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing it won't come in a different colorway. It's all black with a, a couple white accents, white laces and a white swoosh down the side. On the outer left shoe on the side of it, there's the number two for Gigi. I really like, and oh, sorry, on both sides, the left, outer left and outer right, there's a two for Gigi. On the back, it has the the Mamba, um, you know, the Mamba mentality logo, which is an M with a snake that's eating itself a circle around the M. And the left one under the logo says Kobe in gold. The left one under the logo uh, says Gigi in gold. The number two is embroidered in gold. And then what would you call this? Almost like a, like a giraffe, not a giraffe print, black and white. The insole is like a, it's like a, an animal print uh, colorway. It's black and white with black spots everywhere. Maybe it's snake, maybe snake print. Maybe. But not your not your typical snake print you would see, like you would think of it's when you think like snake a print. Giraffe. Yeah, but it's the thing with this is like, giraffes are more like they have more sharp edges on on their yeah. spots. So this is rounded. But anyways, either way, these shoes are are. They're dope. They are dope. I need a pair. I'm a shoe fanatic. Everybody, anybody that knows me knows I am, and I would love to get a pair to match my Mamba mentality shirt. But anyways, um, the you know, congrats to the the Bryant family. Long live Kobe. You know, uh, how we're very vocal about that. But jumping over into NFL, the NFL world, which is going to be another NFL heavy uh, episode. You want to start with Urban Meyer and his idiocracy and his short stint with the Jaguars, big. I mean, it just it adds up with him. It was like, a shit show. Yeah, and we pre even pre him coaching, we talked about how college guys it's either they don't transition. It's boom or bust, really. Yeah. If you think about it, either they do really well or they just shit the bed. That's well, it's like Jimmy Johnson came from college and won Super Bowls the Cowboys. You know. Um, and then coach the Dolphins too, and you know whatever. But and then you have Urban Meyer, who completely shit the bed, like you were saying. Or what was the coach from from Oregon that coached the Eagles? Um, it's, it's it's hard to remember because it was such a blip. He and he went from the Eagles to the Forty ers too. He shit them. It wasn't Doug. No, not Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is he's he, actually Doug Peterson is now the new coach of the Jaguars and an ex quarterback who will probably do Trevor Lawrence some justice over there. Uh, Big's looking up who the coach is. Uh, Chip Kelly, right? Chip Kelly, yeah, Chip yeah, yeah. Kelly. That was a fucking nightmare in the NFL. But then you get people like Pete Carroll, who, you know, longtime USC coach, right? USC, right? Pete Carroll? And then he came to the NFL, shit the bed, went back to college, did really good, and then came back and, you know, what he's done with the Seahawks. He's, he's done pretty well. I think uh, <laughs> the Harborough brothers were like that as well. But anyways, Urban Meyer and his idiocracy... Um, you want to go into detail on that? Yeah, I mean, we've all we've talked about um, him kicking his kicker in the back of his hamstring, like mm. better make them kicks. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, just treating his grown adults mm. 
players like like children. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even if I was a parent. Well, I'm a parent, but I wouldn't want my high school student to be treated the way he treated some people. Or college. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so it does, like he just got away with it with yeah. the kids in the college because kid like at that point you're on scholarship or trying. Yeah, you feel like the coach is judge, execute, executioner, everything, like well, judge, jury, everything. And they kind of are. Because college college athletes, unless you're like grade A, you're expendable. Let's be real. Oh, yeah. What was it, the stat line? Out of 100 and some odd kids or, or young adults he coached at Florida, how many How many have been arrested? Uh, yeah, someone had stated on a YouTube video, <laughs> it was 100 and something kids he coached at Florida, 41 of them had been arrested. And some for murder, you know, like Aaron Hernandez and... And yeah, I mean, great college coach, but then he he brought on um, a, a, a trainer who had domestic violence issues. He brought another trainer that was from an Iowa college who uh, was a known racist. There was just a lot of shit. I guess he was telling his uh, grown ass employees that he would fire them and they wouldn't even be making. They weren't even worth making fifteen dollars an hour in the in the other you know the real world or whatever. Besides yeah. football and shit, like. He really he lost that locker room from the jump. I mean, this man refused to fly back with the team. I think the fourth week when they lost to where was it? Did they lose to Cincinnati or, or Cleveland? Because it was in Ohio. Because, yeah, you know that that's where the twerking scandal came from. He refused to get on the fucking team plane. You're he the, needed a break. Yeah, he needed a break. You are the coach. You're supposed to be the one who is always directing the ship. You know. Um, he asked Trevor Lawrence to slow down routes for their their um, wide receiver Brown. Is it is that uh, I can't remember Brown's first name. Uh, slow slow down the route because he doesn't think he's getting it, and called him uh, that boy is not getting it, and said those boys from the south ain't got their papers right. Basically alluding to them being slow and dumb or do- whatever. Like just every fucking thing that he did was a, was negative. Yeah, and I don't, maybe I can't even I can't even try to think of an excuse. I don't think that like did he hit his head too many times as a baby? Like, come on, right? bro! Like, I just think it was that power of winning so much in Florida and Ohio because then he went to Ohio and, and won a lot with them. I just think because we're in Florida and that that community or Ohio, he's a god. You know, these motherfuckers build statues of this man, put him on a pedestal. You know, I think that he got the NFL. And like um, that reporter was saying earlier, like you're now dealing with grown men whose contracts are you. They make more than you a lot of times. They are respected through the NFL, you know, through the business more than you are. And you're not dealing with people that have to take your orders, you know. Yeah, exactly. And he maybe, like you said, his ego just couldn't can't handle that. Yeah. Some people they can't. Like if you think about it, like look at. I mean, if you look at college basketball, one of the greatest college coaches of all time, Mike Krzyzewski, never even, he was cool with just dealing with college players. Yeah. Like, yeah, he did the Olympics and stuff. Yeah. He was able yeah. to deal with the egos that came along with all the stars being all together. All the superstars. He, he's coached every best player yeah. since, since 92. But think about the top three you ever think about, MJ, LeBron, and Kobe. He's coached all three of them in multiple Olympics. Yeah, and so it's like, it's a it's a whole different ball game. Like really, if you think about it, like coaching college players, and 
Urban Meyer just got away with yeah. what he got away with because, like, like we said, like, I as a as a person, I wouldn't be one to. It doesn't matter how old I was, I wouldn't want to be treated the way he no. he was supposedly treating these guys. Fucking kick called a dumbass, like, like under like hints of racism and, and misogyny and shit, and just literally, he wasn't even. He wasn't even subtle about it. Like no. Letting you know that you were useless and he could find someone else to do your job. Yeah. So, real fast on, on that Coach K thing, I watched something. I can't remember. It was, I'm guaranteeing it was on YouTube. I spent a lot of my life on YouTube. But uh, he had said coaching the, the, the Olympic teams with all these superstars, you would think would be such a hard job because, you know, they, they know more than you almost and they're, you know, they're experienced. But he said it wasn't as bad because they pretty much coached themselves. They knew where they needed to be. They knew what they needed to be doing. They weren't like when you get rookies that you have to get on their ass, like training, you tell them the schedule. Kobe was up before everybody you know, got two workouts already. As the other guys were getting up in the butt crack of dawn, thinking they were getting up before everybody to get a workout. Kobe had already done, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. they already knew the process. And basically he just gave a little bit of direction. So he said it, it wasn't what you, you would think it would be super hard with all these egos, but they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, but back to the, that just, yeah, Urban Meyer though, like, um, what Charlemagne in the breakfast club, donkey of the day. I think he got donkey of the year or don Like, I think he's the biggest coaching bust in NFL history. If I, if, in my opinion, at least as, as, as I've seen, yeah, I guess someone who's in the sports and stuff, like the worst one I've seen, like Chip yeah. Kelly's was bad. Yeah. Like he came in and, his whole thing is he wanted to bring that Oregon style offense. Yeah, that two minute drill shit. And I saw a meme. It was like obviously years ago, and it was um, at the time Kelly's offense was the fastest. Like yeah. From end of play to snap of next play uh -huh. was the fastest, and then it just said, "But did you win?" Yeah, exactly. I know the big the the thing that and, and back like I know he was disrespectful to a few players. There are stories about that. I can't remember off the top of my head. But you didn't hear a lot of it like you do now. Maybe maybe social media wasn't as popping. It wasn't that long ago, though. Yeah. But the one thing that players really griped about is because they went from Andy Reid being the coach of the Eagles for fucking ever, and then he went on to, to Kansas City, and that's why they brought Chip Kelly in. But Andy Reid has this thing with wherever he coaches is they've got Taco Tuesdays. So he has a full, like, gourmet taco bar every Tuesday, and the, fan, the, the players, it's like their cheat day. They can load up and just fucking binge on, on tacos. And that was one of the biggest gripes in the beginning when Chip Kelly came in. He was like, we're getting rid of Taco Tuesday. And all, all the players like, oh, you know? Yeah. Like, but yeah, that's, that's hella funny. And, I mean, he honestly, I feel like these college coaches, I, Urban Meyer did it where he brought in, tried to bring in guys. Like whole staff. Who, well, no, who weren't like cutting it in the league, but he was like, oh, hey, yeah. he played for me. Yeah. I know what he did in college. Maybe I can revitalize that. Yeah. Chip Kelly kind of did the same thing in Philly where he brought in some Oregon players that like weren't making it in the league, but he felt like they could he could revitalize under his, it. Under his, and it yeah. just it doesn't work out. Yeah. And then Urban Meyer, everybody knows about fucking WWE superstar looking Tim Tebow. That man looked like he could win an arm wrestling competition against Brock Lesnar. Like Right? Probably not. He probably couldn't, but no. When I saw the pictures and the video that you showed me last season where or training camp where he was trying out for tight end and like he's holding the ball, he's in a route running, and his 
muscles are like ripping through his jersey, his biceps. He's got a vein looking like a steroid infested power lifter and just ate a Snickers bar and did 20 push ups. I was like, holy shit. The crazy thing is, like, through all of training camp and what we heard about him being in the best shape of his life, I was like, all right, he might make the roster. Right. And then his the preseason game. <laughs> With the, the, the block. As soon as, he, unquote, as soon as he did that kind of block, I was like, the. Or lack thereof. Oh, yeah, he quarterback blocked. Yeah. You well, did that, like, try to slow you down block, where you just, like, don't really block, and you just kind of turn your back. You kind of get in their way. That's probably what, what years of being a quarterback, that's probably still ingrained in him, you know? But I'm like, <laughs> as soon as that he threw that, I was like, no team wants him. No. You're a tight end, bro. Like It was a fucking gimmick, and they wasted a roster spot on a young kid who needed it and could have could have been a breakout, and you could have changed their lives, but you, you brought Tim fucking Tebow in. 34-year-old Tim Tebow? To, what, to do Bible study? Like, yeah. This shit's crazy, though. But Urban Meyer, you're a real POS. Well, football. Well, I can't just say professional life because the shit you said to people behind closed doors that has leaked, it, you're a real POS. And then uh, speaking of other things that people have considered gimmicks, Colin Kaepernick. We talked about it last week, I believe. Said that he's still staying ready, and I, I, I think he's good enough to be in the NFL. I wasn't against him playing. I just think a lot of his antics, and I think you agree, a lot of his antics make it seem like I don't think teams want to get into that PR nightmare. Hundred percent. I think he deserves a shot. I just, well, I, but I don't agree with some of the things he's done. Not the kneeing and all that shit about the the antics about wearing the fucking the socks with the pig, the cops and pigs and shit. Like I don't have a, I don't have a. a an opinion either way about cops. I'm not saying that. But to wear it out there, it was he was making a spectacle of shit, you know? So but um but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, here. well I mean it's the whole it's the same juju thing. You just draw a lot of negative attention to yourself. Oh we and, didn't talk about that too, but go ahead. And teams <laughs> just don't like it. Yeah. Not just players, but the front office doesn't like it. Yeah. And honestly, if I think about it, is Colin Kaepernick better than the thirty two NFL starters? I would. I don't know. I haven't seen him throw for years. Like you haven't seen him on a field for years. You know. Is he better than the thirty-two backups? Yeah. Oh, hands down, he's at least better than one of the thirty-two backups. Oh yeah, he's. I, mean, I would say he's probably at least better than one, if not a few starters. Yeah, I mean, from, from what we remember. Well, I mean, if you think about it, if you look at his last season with the Niners, I mean, who do the Colts starting right now? The the Matt Ryan. Is he better than an old Matt Ryan? I don't know. I, it's a hard. I'd have to see what he does now. That's right what now. I'm saying. That's the tough part. Like if I'm looking at Colin Kaepernick, when was when was the last time he played football? Uh, yeah, 2016, I think. 20. I don't. I don't. I'm not for sure, but I believe 2016. That's six years. Yeah, yeah, and it, and and we've seen videos of him throwing. I guess he's been going. He went to Phoenix. He's been going every big city and trying to find any NFL wide receiver to throw with and work out with. Like, he's been in Phoenix, he's been in Dallas, he's been in Atlanta, he's been in Chicago. He's been in big cities uh, working out with NFL receivers. So 2016, yeah. 2016, okay. But so, so that's, so when we picture Colin Kaepernick, we picture, took the Niners to the Super Bowl. Long strides and just rushing and stuff. You, you know, know what I mean? And so it's like six years removed, like, from playing professional football. Yeah. Well, that's like, that's how, um, uh, Tim Tebow was too. He oh was, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. So it's like, yeah, he may be physically able to do the job. Yeah, and he may have like the arm to do the job, 
But six years of not playing against competition. Competition. And and the games progressed. Like, can he still do it at a high level? We don't know. But I mean, really, we, there's no. Put him on a practice squad and let him play a preseason game. You know, like then let's really, see. that's the only option. Right, and I and I think I think he deserves it. I just think that there should be some underlying things that need to be ironed out. Like he has to agree not to make a spectacle of himself. You know what I'm saying? Like and, and like and like I said, the knee thing. I I don't want to get into. I I you know I didn't give a fuck about that. But it's just the other things that come along with it. Like he he made that Netflix docu series, which was really good. But and he compared the NFL to slave trading, which what no matter what your opinion is, whether you agree or disagree. It still is something that the NFL is going to frown upon. So you're doing these things that you know the NFL is going to frown upon and still trying to come back. It's like kind of like an oxymoron. You know? See, that, that's one of my biggest issues. Whether you stand with him or against him, this man is literally talking shit yeah. about a person that he wants to work for. Yeah, exactly. It'd be that's, like, that's a good way of putting it. It would be like me saying... Fuck Walmart, fuck the Walton family, blah, blah, blah. Going into all this shit. Fuck social media and the news. And then going to apply to work in Walmart. Yeah. No, I agree. He and does. then when they don't hire me after all the social media bullshit they saw, I get mad mm-hmm. saying, oh, you're a piece of shit because you didn't hire me. Trash them more. And then. But I still want to work for you guys. But I'm ready to come. I'm ready to come back. Yeah. No, I, that's that's a great way of summing that up. And I agree. But the whole, the, the, the story for today was. So his his trainer and, and and let's let's be real. This could be cap. This could be one hundred percent cap just to get the buzz going and get other teams interested. Like I was telling Big earlier, I just read the headline that it says his trainer said that he's fielded at least or calls from at least five different NFL teams. And the first thing that came out of Big's mouth was, "Really though? Did he though? Like this could be something that they say to get other teams going." Oh. Wait, other teams are interested in him? Why? Let's 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 look into it and let's snatch them up before they get him kind of thing, you know? Which generating that buzz is a smart thing, you know? But that was that's what I was saying. He's been working out with NFL receivers, showing video of him, and he looks good. He looks great, let's be real. But again, like you said, six years removed, not playing against competition, the games progressed, all the antics that come along with it. And like it is, it's easy to throw to an open wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 the thing is, like we mentioned last time, or we had talked about, what happens? Like, say you you're the C, you get signed to the Seahawks, you're their new quarterback, right? Now, when a game is played, whether good or bad, they're interviewing DK Metcalf. The first thing they're going to ask him, hey, not about your 98 yard freaking reception for a touchdown. So how's it feel to be Kaepernick? Is there, you know, it, it what's is he still going to knee take a knee? Like you're is not going to divide in the locker room. Yeah, you're like, not getting asked the the questions that that you want to be. You know, answer. You're gonna. All the questions are gonna be about this man. You know. So, do I think he deserves another shot? Yeah. I mean, I would like. I would like to see him. I. I don't know. Deserves is not. It's not for me to determine. I would like to see him play though. When you, he was electrifying when he did play. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like you said, does he? I mean, we can't really say if he deserves another shot. Like you said, you're we like we don't know what happened behind the scenes. You know. But I, honestly, you know what? For just just let him give him a shot yeah. and either shut him up because he keeps and, and that's my thing is like not in a negative way but like he keeps talking about how he's ready he's ready he's ready you guys he's ready. Are stopping him yeah let throw him out there either he's gonna get shut up because mm-hmm. he gets smacked in the mouth and realize that he's not still able to play yeah 
Or he's going to ball out. He's going to play, and you're going to be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Ratings play better, you know, late. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, But like you said, you're going to have to write something in his contract that limits the verbiage. Yeah. How he does things. Yeah, I agree. If you like, if you were a team to bring him in, like, so he doesn't bring so much negative, or just the spotlight, the hot spotlight, whether negative or positive, it's still a spotlight that affects like training camp. There's going to be a story that it takes away from the energy of the team. Yeah, you know, even if it's positive, it's still going to take away from the the fundamental, the full energy. But you had slipped in and mentioned something about Juju earlier, and uh, so. One of the the trades he signed with the the Chiefs for not not a big deal. Juju Smith Schuster was the uh, a breakout receiver, I would say, for the Steelers. Got injured last season, came back in the playoffs, lost obviously. Young guy, he's a um, big into gaming. He he's on a part of of he was a part of the Phase Clan. For those of you that know, for those of you that don't, it's a gaming crew that that goes and um, does like computer gaming. Uh, per, professionally and makes money off wins and stuff they're the biggest most popular i would say gaming crew yeah they're one of the biggest <clears throat> so but he's huge with his tiktoks like this man has to go dance on every logo of every field he goes to before the game during warm-ups he tried doing it on the cowboy star and his ex-college teammate slash current cowboys player like put his hand snap stopped him from doing that shit which is his respect he was gonna go make you know try to make a mockery and shit so he does all this shit on TikTok. He's big on YouTube. Like he's social media big. He's popping, and I get it. He does all the dances, and he's young. But now imagine he's gonna be in uh, Kansas City with fucking Jackson Mahomes, who's a TikTok whore. Imagine the fucking little giggles and shit they're gonna get into together. Either that, or they're gonna have funk from the gate because Jackson's gonna be like, "This is my city. I'm the TikTok fame." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, which is, you know what's funny, talking about him recording TikToks and stuff? It reminded me that the other day I saw a video of, they were asking some NFL player, like, what do you listen to right before the game? Yeah. What kind of music? He's like, well, with the new NFL rules, you're not even allowed to have your phone 90 minutes before the game. Oh, shit. Like, your phone has to be locked in your locker 90 minutes before the game. Why? Is that a juju rule, do you think? No, it's been a rule, I guess, for a long time. He just broke it. Um, or, or I mean, he could be recording these because I mean, they they do walkthroughs and stuff hours before. Yeah, or he could have his, his his whoever has their phone and records it and posts it on his account. But yeah, yeah. So. And so I was like, I was like, that's wild. And it might have been a, a clip from Pat McAfee's thing. They were talking about it, and this guy, I can't remember who it is. I'll try to remember. He got fined for joking about being on his phone at halftime. Yeah. Because the NFL, because it was like an interview, and he had joked about something, like doing something at halftime on his phone. Yeah. And the NFL took it as real. Of course they find him, because there's no way for them like to prove whether yeah. or not he was on it. Yeah. But he had, in a joking manner, said that he had texted somebody or called someone at halftime. And got fined like fifty thousand dollars. That's fucking ridiculous. For, and he's like, I didn't even actually use my phone. I just he's like, so I don't even joke about it anymore. It was TJ TJ Watt. Was it? It's yeah, TJ Watt. This is just a headline. NFL fined me for saying I checked my phone during halftime of Week 18. He said I jokingly see, uh, said that I checked my phone at the halftime Baltimore game, and the NFL took it as real. He was fined uh, 
ten thousand dollars. Oh, it was ten thousand. Yeah, but yeah, TJ. So that's fucking. Yeah, so he was talking about how, like, players, this whole thing of like they get to listen to whatever they want to pregame is kind of out the window. Yeah. He's like, because you're not allowed, so you just listen to whatever's on in the locker room. Whatever somebody that brought a fucking. Wait, do people even use uh, what are they the i, little i homes or the, iPods? iPods, see. See, is that a thing anymore? But you, at this point, does that would that class Because you think about it, like even if we think back, it's funny because I saw this TikTok again where this guy was talking about. Well, you're kind of you, your family's kind of TikTok famous yourself. Um, dude, literally, his whole TikTok page is about talking about how like millennials don't mm-hmm. under like Gen Z doesn't understand like some of the things yeah. that us. Like early '90s, late '80s millennials, because uh-huh. technically we are millennials. Yeah, there's just but they need to break that down into two different groups. There's millennials A, which is yeah. like the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, which don't associate with those late '90s millennials. Like, yeah, those, we're two different fucking generations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's like, and so his whole thing is he says things that Gen Z doesn't understand. He's like top three things. That we had that you've probably never used, and one of them was a Walkman. Uh-huh. And he's like, "This shit lied to you." This is whole thing. He says, "This is anti-skip." But you hit a bump in your car. Oh, the discman. Yeah. 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 He's like, "You missed four and a half seconds of the song." Yeah, fuck, dude. <laughs> I remember when they came out with good anti-skip, and because I remember walking you're like this. Hey, hey, look, buddy. You're, right. you're like shaking that bitch, right. and nothing's happening. I remember walking to school with the discman, and every step I took, it was like, and so you'd have to hold it flat in your hand. Like you're balancing like a waiter or a cocktail waitress, you know? And then the anti-lag, I had that shit hooked to my belt. Boom! The big-ass headphones on the, with the foam. That foam that always fell apart after yeah. a while. Yeah, I missed that, those days. But, but he was like, he's like, this was way before MP3 players and iPods. And then he was like, he's like, you Gen Zs probably don't even know what a fucking iPod is. Right. Because if you think about it, like when we were like... <clears throat> Towards the end of high school, like that's when like the iPod touches came out. Like yeah. you were probably just out of high school. Yeah. Because it was like later in my high school when iPod touches started to become a big thing. Yeah. And but now it's like your phone does everything. Yeah, so it's like can you get your hands on an iPod touch? And even if you can, it still operates as a phone if you connect it to Wi Fi. So true. would the NFL allow that? Right. I or mean, would you have to use a fucking a, a shuffle. Remember the fucking yeah, shuffles yeah. back then? Was like there was no screen. It's just like yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there's there's something that they use because you've seen you see videos of them like right. Well, no, actually, you really don't. So maybe that. Yeah. So I've seen videos after the game where one of the athletes is plugged into the stereo system yeah. in there. Like so. Yeah. No, I I can't really put my finger on watching videos right before the game. Usually, you see them. You know, during their talk or in the tunnel, that's it. So, but that makes sense. That makes sense of why you don't see people though. But yeah, so so do you think that Juju and, and Jackson Mahomes will hit it off, or you think they're gonna be uh, enemies? They'll probably collab, huh? I I think they will. Yeah. So maybe hope, but hopefully Juju will have enough sense where he's gonna collab with them when it's not. You know, game time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not around game time like that. Cause, you would hope so. Because there's already bad press about the TikTok shit around the Chiefs games as it is. And Juju's been hit with that same shit. I would hope so. And hopefully the front office. Yeah, I mean, they're smarter than we are when it comes to this shit. They know more than we do. So hopefully they, you know, 
seen this shit coming too and talked to Juju about and like you can't be doing that shit here, you know? Don't get that one up there in the in the VIP box wound up. You know? And that's the thing is like you have to I guess you, I know you don't have to, but I think it would be they would have had that talk. You would think. So Especially because I mean Jackson Mahomes brought so much negative PR towards the Chiefs last year just off of one dance. Yeah. In, oh yeah, in the Commanders football team. Yeah. When he did Redskins fucking um Sean Taylor's memorial. Yeah. So you would think that they would have that conversation. Right. Well, and and you can't control a fan as much as you can control a player. But you can control that fan because his brothers you can talk they I'm sure they've had talks with Patrick. Who's had talks with Jackson? Like, yo, you gotta cool out a little bit. But Jackson strikes me as a type of, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna do what I want. Him and uh, Patrick Mahomes, well, not what fiance anymore. His wife, Brittany, what used to be Matthews, Brittany Mahomes. But crazy thing is, he came across a video and and Big said he had seen the similar one that Patrick Mahomes wasn't even. The best, ath- the best athlete in his family in high school. Jackson was actually a better athlete in high school than Pat was. Jackson, mind you, what, Pat, Patrick's like, what, six foot, maybe? Yeah. Jackson is six six or six seven, and was a fucking basketball stud. I don't know if he played other sports. I didn't really see or look into that. But there's videos of Jackson Mahomes, believe it or not, out there just balling out and dunking. He had big offers for college. And like Big had said, it was just like one day he woke up and was like, nah, fam, I'm done. I'm going to start twerking on TikTok and just stop playing basketball. Like that's as far as people are aware that we've seen on YouTube. What really caused him to stop? I, I don't know. Maybe it was just that. Maybe he just woke up and said, I'd rather do social media and live off my brother because why work when he can, you know? Or maybe yeah. maybe something happened. But also their dad was a major league baseball player. He played in the MLB for a long time. And that's how Patrick Patrick Mahomes played baseball. And I think Patrick got drafted in the MLB too, right? Uh, yeah. He's a pitcher. His dad was a pitcher, right? But uh, So he's met a bunch of great athletes and stuff and because of that and, and had good people like training his arm and everything. So, But it's like weird. It goes hand in hand, quarterback and, and pitcher. But... Uh, Hopefully, well, I can't say hopefully. Hopefully, Juju gets over there and shits to bed with the TikToks with Jackson and causes controversy, which, you know, gets in Patrick's head and fucks up his season. Because Big over here is a, a, a Denver Broncos fan, and my wife's a diehard Raiders fan. So, I mean, I hate I hate weeks when the Raiders lose. It makes it kind of tense in the household. So, yeah, yeah, Juju, you should team up with uh, Jackson. And what you guys should do is run out in the middle of the field during the game, in the middle of a you know play, and start doing your little <laughs> TikTok dances. That'd really help my family. <laughs> so this is I found this is what Jackson Mahomes told a sports network in East Texas in 2018 about not yeah. going to college to play basketball. He said, "I loved basketball. I've played it for so long, but I have fallen out of love with it." He said, "I just wasn't in love with it when I was given the opportunity to go to college." Um, so after that, I was like very lonely, upset, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. But I just, I get he was in love. Like, how do you fall out of love in high school with the game? You know, like that's something somebody says that is a played in the NBA for a while, or you know at least went to college. Like, or someone 
like who never loved it in the first place. Or what I was I was gonna go like Snoop's route, like his kid felt like he was forced yeah, to play. It might be because but, because dad's a, a major league, you know the brother you know is gonna go places major like if you don't do sports and what are you doing kind of thing yeah i yeah that that would make sense it's one of those things where like if you're pressured and i mean he didn't say that he was pressured but i'm just saying like if you think i'm just thinking all angles of it. yeah devil's advocate maybe he felt very pressured to play sports even not unintentionally and he was never in love with it he just did it to appease his his family yeah just to be like oh my brother gets so much love because he's an athlete yeah, that's that's true, and and that could I mean there could be a lot of underlying issues, and that might could lead into his personality and why he is the way he is, you know. But I mean, it's also too, it's also probably easier. I wouldn't know from experience to fall out of love and stop doing something and not go to college for it when you grew up with a silver spoon in your mouth because your dad, and you know your brothers hate the league, so you've got fucking fallback plans on top of fallback plans. You know what I'm saying? Because well, right now like Jordan, it's like Michael Jordan's kid. Yeah. Oh, his oldest son tried to play. Michael Jr. tried to play. I think all of his sons. Yeah, were, it's like a few of them went to college, but then they kind of just. Well, they weren't that good. But you, you can understand, if your name is Michael Jordan fucking Jr., they're going to expect if, you to be a monster, you know? I wonder if he regrets it as much as LeBron regrets it. Yeah. Naming his kid after him. Yeah. Because LeBron, I mean, like we both know, we've talked about it. He's very vocal about yeah. feeling bad about naming his kid after him. Which I understand, I get, you know. I mean, you're that, like, if you, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's, like, if you're Michael Jordan's son and your name's Marcus, which yeah. one of his sons is Marcus, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, you're Marcus. Yeah. But when you're Michael Jordan Jr., yeah. It's like Fernando Tatis Jr. His dad was a stud. Yeah. And they, he's a stud. He's a fucking stud but if he would have came out and not been a stud it happened and it does happen it does happen but i'm like the pressure or if if his name wouldn't have been tatis jr and it would have just been like ricardo yeah and he wasn't a stud not that big of a, it, yeah. i feel like it's less of a big deal I, in people's I agree, eyes because people don't always tie you back to your dad when your name's not the same too like when your name's sammy it's always your dad's name is coming up in every conversation yeah. about you you know so but yeah, I don't, that's a that's a hard one. But I don't know. Like like I said, his dad fucking the Mahomes family is like stacked from you know the dad being athletic and, and the brothers or the the sons or whatever you want to say. But that's is it just them too? Uh, I don't know. But I like I've seen that fucking uh, Jackson has his own like penthouse and everything's paid for, obviously on his brother's accord, his brother's dime. Are you looking up to see if there's any? There's other a stuff? sister. Is there? Mia Randall. Oh, yes. I think I've seen pictures with them three. Yeah, so the dad, the mom and dad aren't together, I believe. Oh, she's young, young. Is she? Oh, maybe I didn't see that then. She's, like, uh, there's a picture of him holding her up at his Super Bowl with his, at the time, girlfriend or fiance at the time. Yeah. She's, like. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's cute. Little cutie. Young, yeah, she's her. probably she's probably six, seven, yeah, in this picture, which is she was born 2011, so she's 11 years old. Whoa, she's almost 11. Well, and when they win the Super Bowl, like what yeah, year so was she that? was like eight, yeah, I'm trying to see what year this was. When did the chief, anyways, but yeah, well, that's cool though, but yeah, uh, I was just wondering, but yeah, so but 
onto the other shit. We talked about Devontae Adams and that record setting uh, contract in Las Vegas, right? Yeah. And we talked about, well, I, there's more shit like, I, I seen that he's been a diehard Raiders fan. He's from, it's, I think he, he was born in, in uh, Redwood City, which is San Francisco area. Yeah. And then he grew up in EPA, which is East Palo Alto, which is the Bay Area. So his whole family, they've been diehard uh, Raiders fans since before he was born. I'm trying to find this um, this post that uh, the Raiders legend uh, Hall of Fame wide receiver Tim Brown posted about uh, the trade. I'm going to look it up right now. So you know it's funny? Speaking of that, you know how he said, you know how Derek Carr supposedly said, hey, if you come play, I'll buy you a car? Yeah, I was going to get into that too. Go ahead. Did you hear what? Devontae yeah. said? Yeah. He said, I'm very feeling very Ferrari-ish. <clears throat> yeah, I said, I've been looking at the F12 Superfast, which is like a, it's a street legal race car that Ferrari makes. Very, very expensive. And I'm like, damn, bro, you just out here. Right. He said, or maybe go a little bit more moderate and buy, uh, have him buy me a, a Rolls-Royce uh, calling in, the, the, the Rolls-Royce truck. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, hey, take him up on that. I mean, Derek Carr at one time set a record-breaking contract, the highest paid quarterback ever, you know, and then yeah. he got broke and broke and broke. So he's, he's not hurting. And like I said, so when we talked about um, <clears throat> him buying a house in Las Vegas, right? He bought a house in Las Vegas um, before he got trained, before he even got franchise tagged by the Packers. I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, we it might be might be going that way. And then um, obviously it went that way. We'll come to find out that when the Raiders were in Oakland, he bought the next the house right next door to, to Derek Carr's because for those that you know don't remember, they were college teammates in, in Fresno. They were best friends. They were uh, roommates, teammates. They they won a, a championship in the Mountain West Championship. Obviously broke records, yada yada yada. And they worked out every season together in the off season. Yeah. Until COVID hit, so it's been about two years. They haven't really, but he had bought the uh, Derek Carr's neighbor's house, the house next door to Derek Carr's, full intentions of being an Oakland Raider. Thought he was going to be there, yada, yada. I guess um, he had told the Packers before that that if they gave him what he was looking for, that he would sign with them, and he's very loyal. Um, so um, the, the Packers ended up offering what he was looking for. So he was like, shit, and re-signed with them. You know, yeah. I'm trying to find. Which is this. cool to be. I mean, if you're, that's a dope thing to be a man of your word. And Absolutely, not a lot of people are like world. that anymore. Yeah, I'm trying to find this. I gotta find this post. The wife sent it to me in IG messenger or messages. So. Yeah. And so I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, they weren't willing, and this time around, they weren't willing to give him what he was wanting. Yeah. So, they knew the job was dangerous. And and they knew he wanted to be a raider. So, um, I'm showing big this right now. But Tim Brown, the le- you know Hall of Fame legend, wide receiver of the Raiders, um, posted a, a, a collage of pictures of Devontae Adams when he was a kid. There's three pictures. One, Devontae is a school picture, and Devontae is probably 11, 12, and he's wearing a Tim Brown Raiders jersey. Then there's one where De- Devontae looks maybe a little bit older, a year or two older. Yeah. He's wearing, I don't know if it's the same Tim Brown jersey or another one, but he's wearing, oh, it's a different Raiders jersey. And then they, the other picture is him uh, in the, his black suit at the Raiders facility holding his Adams his, his new jersey for the Raiders. And Tim Brown said, quote, Raiders, all right, Raider Nation, I just spoke to uh, Devontae. Y'all are going to love him. A little background. My wife and his dad's fiance 
We're good friends in Oakland. I've been hearing about him since he started playing the game. Now I get to watch him demolish my records. LOL. And that's cool. That's some humble fucking pie right there. To be like, he's going to come out and demolish my records? Yeah. So, I mean, good for him, man. Really, like, that's dope, you know? But congrats, Devontae. You're where you've always wanted to be. It's a lifelong. And that's that brings it so much, like, full circle, like, when, a, when an athlete goes to a team, already he's going to make the team better and they're going to go places, right? Yeah. But then on top of it, like they're from that region or that team's region and that was their lifelong dream. So you know they're going to have a little bit of extra step when they play for him, you know? Oh, 100%. And it's you not, get to play with your best friend? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they know each other. Like, you know, like that's dope. And dude, this probably would have never happened if Henry Ruggs wouldn't have gotten that accident or caused that accident, you know? Or if it, I don't know if it would have. And Devontae still wanted to be there, but they might not have had the cap space or, or you know. So, again, I'm, we're firm believers and everything happens for a reason. And not to make light of that situation, that was terrible. And rest in peace to the girl and the dog that passed away. And, you know, and still. All the families you, affected, yeah. Yeah, both families affected. And, and, and Henry Ruggs himself made a, a, a dumb, really dumb decision that altered his whole life, his family's life. Because he was, he was going to be able to make generational wealth, you know. To better him and then generations below him, and and now he's got he's still I'm sure he got money, but he's gonna lose a lot of it fighting this case, and this is crazy. Everything happens for a reason, but one dumb decision can completely turn your shit around 180. You know, mm -hmm. but we're not getting into that. That wasn't why I brought that up. But congratulations to the Raiders and and Devonte, go out there and kill it. But um, yeah. Uh, who next do you want to talk about? I'm speaking, staying with the Raiders thing. Uh, Marcus Mariota, who they had for the last two seasons as backup quarterback. Yeah. He flew to the Falcons. He went to the Falcons. They signed him. And I believe he's going to be their starter. Which, in turn, the Falcons had Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is now a Indianapolis Colt. Yeah, dude. The, the trading of quarterbacks this offseason this 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 free agency of this season is the wildest that to date that i can remember recalling in my life you know yeah but is 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 matt ryan going to the colts a direct fucking result of the um, deshaun watson and the falcons thinking they were going to get him and what they did they pushed out the the guaranteed money for matt ryan do you think i think well and i think it's it's literally a direct result <laughs> I think it's been a big domino effect. A lot of things have happened. Like, that Aaron Rodgers thing happened. So the Broncos are like, shit. Yeah. Because we were, they, they were, obviously, we have the Packers, old offensive coordinator. Like, obviously, we were trying to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Who wasn't, honestly? Like, yeah. a team that needed a quarterback. Boom. And then everybody's, oh, okay. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is off the table. Mm -hmm. Oh, Russell Wilson got traded. He's obviously not. The Broncos aren't going to trade and then retrade. Like, that's not going to happen. So they're like, who's next? Boom. Then you have all these teams going after Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And all of a sudden, oh, I don't want to be a Brown. That's like. Yeah. That, that was crazy. That hit him with a oh, okie doke. Like, that shit was crazy. So even every single sports analyst, everybody, front office, insiders, Rappaport's and fucking Schefter's, all a week before he got traded or, let, you know, went to the Browns, were narrowing it down. Okay, and they were like, this was real info they had. 
Well, the Jags and or whoever the 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 Browns and Dolph, somebody. Well, they're out of the running now, and now it's down to three. And it was the Falcons, Saints, and somebody else, maybe Panthers. I don't know. And then they're like, yeah, the they Deshaun didn't want to play in cold weather, so Cleveland and 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 they there was something that the numbers didn't work out, and so yeah. he is dead set that he didn't. And I guess the Browns was kind of saved them. As they told Deshaun, which I don't know why anybody wouldn't, hey, you know, if you don't end up wanting to one of those deals, circle back and let's see what we can do. Give us an opportunity to adjust if you don't end up. If you do, great, congrats. If you don't, give us an opportunity, circle back. And he was like, like he went and through all the runnings and I guess circle back and was like, oh, let's hear it out. And 230, fully guaranteed. Holy, the first time in NFL history. I think it might. No, there was another contract. I think it's only second time, if I'm not mistaken. But you want to talk about how they structured his contract, like strategically? Well, yeah. So his first year, I guess he was supposed to make $46 million on salary his first year. Yeah, that's what but, it all boils down to. But, yes. But now, with potential suspensions and whatever, they converted it to $45 million worth of a signing bonus the first year. And only one million of salary of salary, which means that if he's suspended for a year, the instead NFL, of losing forty six million, he's only losing that million. Well, for those that don't know, and I didn't, I didn't realize this until you mentioned it earlier. The NFL, when they find you for something like that, potentially like this, they find you a percentage of your your salary for that season, yeah. right? And you said you think it's ten percent, or it is. Well, that was just any. I just whenever I did like throw a random percent, yeah. I just do ten or twenty because it's easy math. Yeah. So if if the if the NFL does find him ten percent of his his salary for this this coming season, if he made forty six million this season, you know, uh, then it would he would owe four point six million dollars in in um, a fine to the NFL. But if they're only paying him a million for the season and he's getting the forty six in the back end. He would only owe a hundred thousand dollars. Well, and then potentially, if he is suspended the whole season, suspensions are without pay. Yeah, so he only loses a million. Yeah, not that forty-six. Yeah, so he would only lose that whole million, which I mean, and only. Then, yeah, yeah. To us, that's huge, and 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 whatever incentives were in his contract. Yeah. This season. But so he loses out on a mil, mil and a half, or whatever. But he still has forty-five million. The other yeah. way, he would have lost out, and which is crazy. No, he would still have forty-six million. Because he's getting paid forty six guaranteed and one million. No, it's four. It was forty six oh, 40. for the first year and forty five is okay. Got it. My fault. Is, My fault. But if you think about it from the team standpoint, they lose on this. Yeah, fuck yeah, they do. Because and obviously they wouldn't have got him if they wouldn't have agreed to this yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But if you think about it, at this point, if they would have left the forty six is base salary yeah. and he does get suspended for a year. They get him and don't have to pay him for the whole year. For the, and, and for those of you that don't know, NFL fines, I guess, all go into like a pot. And at the end of the season, they get donated to a, a charity or various charities. Yeah. And I'm, I wonder I wonder how much like average they get off NFL fines throughout the season. Because, I mean, on average, because some, you know, you get a technical fine or a technical foul or whatever. Uh, or what, it, what, what is it called in the NFL? Uh, it, yeah, T. You get a technical, right? Um, and sportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, and sportsmanlike conduct that can be fucking twenty five k to fifty k, depending on what you did. You know, you can get fucking TJ Watt s- joked about checking his phone at halftime. Never even had his phone out there. He got fined ten k just for saying that, just trying to be funny. You know, 
Yeah. They were like, don't quit your day job, dude. You're not funny. You owe us 10K. Are you looking up average? Yeah. Or and what I wonder what the charity is too. But but yeah, it's crazy how much the NFL fucking finds. They they find people for everything. The only people that don't really get fined are the refs when they fuck up. Until like the wife was saying, we were talking about basketball. Um, until these refs start getting treated like contractual players, and this is my wife talking, like she's very smart with sports. Until they get start uh, started start getting treated like contractual players or signing contracts where they have repercussions, like they lose pay or they're suspended or whatever, we're always going to have janky-ass calls and they're not going to give a fuck, you know? Like we were watching the Warriors game a couple games ago and Draymond got teed up for something that wasn't even... I mean, Draymond's always loud and getting teed up, I get it. But he got teed up for something that wasn't even that big of a deal. And then he was still japping, or jacking at the... The ref and telling him that he was like I don't know why you made that call it wasn't even that big of a deal and then he got teed up again they threw his ass out and ejected you know but and they these refs no matter what sport they make calls off of fucking emotion like there's a female ref in the game who anytime someone raises their voice at all she gives out tees like if you can't if you don't feel comfortable in the job don't fucking do it you know I think the only refs that I've seen that don't base it off their like off their emotions that I've seen and, and and do a better job of letting the game go is NHL refs, but I've also seen NHL refs get down and get into fights like actually get hit and swing back. You know, I honestly think, and this is something I've said for a while. So before I go down this path, um, there was 164 fines doled out this last year, mm. totaling 7.2 million dollars. <sighs> Jesus Christ! So. And I mean, they range from two thousand seven hundred forty-five dollars to hundred fifty. There's one for fifty-five thousand four hundred sixteen thousand four hundred for what? Gerald McCoy. Oh, okay. got hit with probably not his first PED thing. Oh, gotcha. Got normally, it. when it's that high, like Layall Collins got hit with a four hundred fifty thousand dollar fine for substance abuse. Well, he's Cincinnati's problem now. I'm so AJ Bouye. Yeah. One point six million. Holy for shit. For PED use. Okay, so that's stuff that's like That's repeat. Yeah, and that's that's on the field stuff because it affects on the field. But I was also talking about on the field like bang bang plays, you know, like hits or talking shit and getting getting a, a, a penalty, you know. But yeah, no no, but that all goes into the same pot. The, the the off season it finds the in season finds the game during game finds you know like yeah the shit's crazy three thousand seven hundred thirty one dollars for using uh used a in a preseason game this player used a helmet that's not allowed you know and it's crazy because to a lot of these players getting fined ten thousand dollars is like I'll pay it all cash baby. You know, drop the ba- drop the bag on or the cash on Goodell's desk like Randy Moss used to, right? Yeah. But to some of these players that are practice squad or you know or league minimum, that's that's a big fucking chunk of their money, you know. And they can get fined and penalties for basically nothing, depending on the ref feels, you know. Yeah. He didn't get a blowjob from his wife that morning, or you know, they his 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 uh, oatmeal was was cold or lumpy, you know. It's it's fucking ridiculous how this works, but like my <laughs> wife said, until there's there's repercussions for refs, 
and they're full time employees, like contracted. That's, this is going to continue to happen. So we've talked about that too. Yeah, and that's my big point. Is I think that these lawyers and whatever else judges they do on the side, dentists. I think the NFL needs to really put the time in and sign them to yearly, yearly contracts. Yeah. Or two year contract or whatever you want to make it, and they have to go like in the off season. Yeah, train, train, watch videos, mm-hmm. own up to your fuck ups. Yeah, yeah. So when I was scrolling through these fines, I saw a name a bunch of times. C.D. Lamb. Oh, yeah? Taunting? This man had $50,000 worth of fines. How many of them, though? One, uh, your team had six. Five of them were him. (laughs) For taunting? One was taunting. Three of them were uniform violations. Oh, oh, wait. And one of them was for a blindside block. Yeah. Was it the uniform, the, the sleeve? I wonder if it was the sleeves. So he got hit week one for a uniform violation, 5,100. It doesn't say what it was. Um, I can... I can, look, I can look it up if you're going through that. No, it, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't give me the... So here. week one, which I'm assuming this is the, the minimum for a uniform violation because this is what he got hit for this first two, 5,150 bucks. <laughs> week Such three, an odd number to put. Week three, gets hit with the same fine for the same issue. Jesus Christ. Week four, he gets hit with two fines totaling $26,000. One for a blindside block. Which is understandable. $10,815. Gotcha. The third one, or the, the second one that same week, which is his third uniform violation, uh-huh. it went from $5,150 to $15,450. Jesus. And then his week six one was a 10301 for taunting. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying. And to then Amari that. Cooper got a fine in the postseason, not even in the season season postseason, fourteen thousand six hundred fifty dollars for contact or conduct detrimental to the team. For what? What for? For con conduct detrimental con- to the team. Wonderful. Oh, that. Oh, I was only on your receivers. You only had six fines <laughs> for your receivers. <laughs> I'm sure there's way. There's actually not that more. much more for the whole team. It was thirteen. Oh shit! Totaling, your team had ten percent of the fines, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Gotcha. Oh, it's because. Hold on. Yeah. Dak got fined twenty five thousand in the postseason. For what? Conduct detrimental to the league. I wonder what he did. Oh no! It was after the game. He was sh- talking shit about the refs. He said. He said. You talking about? Oh, what about the the bottles that were thrown at the refs? The reporter. Remember the interview? And he oh. was like, he was like, yeah, you know the fans. That's why they're called fans. They're fanatics. They're going to ride with you or they're going to hate you, blah, blah, blah. He said, no, no, they're throwing the refs. He said, wait, you said they're throwing the refs? He goes, good for them. Good for that. That's why he got fined 20. And I, you know, but. This is actually kind of cool to look at. So you know what the the uniform violation was about? Probably some socks. They weren't pulled up or something? He untucked his jersey. He said, whenever an opportunity, if I feel a breeze on my stomach or anything post-tackle or anything, I guess I got to look down and pull my jersey down and stuff like that. It's weird. But uh, he said, very weird considering the next time I get caught with my jersey untucked, I heard I get fined like 50K or something. That's weird. So, I mean, you're a receiver. You get tackled. If you're in a bang-bang play and you're trying to get back the line, you don't always have – you don't have time to tuck your jersey in. Like, the NFL's fucking – it's the – it's what the the National Feelings League. Dude, so – Or National Felons League or Fuck-Ups League, yeah. Your team had 13 – 
13 infractions, right? Mm-hmm. For 750,000. Jesus. That total. Yeah, yeah. My team has five infractions mm-hmm. for the whole year. Guess their total. Like 1.3. 1.7 almost. Jesus. 1.6 of that was AJ Abouye oh. and his PED fine. Wait, you get 1.7 million and 1.6 of it was one? Yeah. So the other four were 100,000 within 100,000? Yeah, the yes. other, the other, so the exact number is one, it's one million six hundred forty thousand eight hundred thirty seven dollars. Gotcha. AJ Bouye's is yeah. one million five hundred ninety one thousand and some change. Yeah. And then we have a celebration, a blindside block, and a face mask, and a late hit. But I mean, you think about it, there's the total for the whole league was like 7.6. Oh, yeah, you're a big chunk of that. <laughs> You we, we have 1.6 yeah, of it. You're like, you're over one, you're 1.57th or some shit. Oh, yeah, dude. This, honestly, looking at this, I've never looked at this before, but it's kind of. What charity does it go to, does it say? So I saw something that said it goes to charity and then it goes to like helping pay for like insurance and stuff for like old players that oh, didn't make good money. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It goes into like their retirement too and tries to, because. Supposedly, that's where it should all with go. new collect bar- bargaining, <laughs> the the retirement for old players the pension basically gets increased, and so part of this money goes to that. Yeah, it's like a pension. Yeah. Well, that's cool though. That's cool. I think more should go to that. You know, charity's cool and all. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from giving charity, but you know. So I looked at the Raiders because you know how the Raiders are always known for like. <laughs> yeah. They had seven infractions. Okay. For six hundred and twenty-seven thousand. <laughs> But mind you, there's a four hundred and sixteen thousand to Gerald McCoy because his PEDs, mm-hmm. and a hundred and thirty-two thousand to Nevin Lawson, who's a cornerback for them, mm-hmm. for PEDs. Gotcha. So most of their money went to those two guys. And PEDs can be weed. Well, not now, huh? And no, weed's not. A and bad three of like them came for unsportsmanlike <clears throat> conducts. John two, Abram. Two of which, which were preseason unsportsmanlike conducts. One was Razul Douglas mm-hmm. and Nathan Peterman. Oh, shit. And then uh, Max Crosby got one in there, wow. too. Wow. I'm surprised Jonathan Abrams not on that list. No, Max Crosby actually had two penalties, or two fines. One for taunting in Week 11 and an unsportsmanlike conduct in Week 2. Mm. And then Denzel Perryman got a roughing the passer for $55,000. Damn, must have got him good then. So... Uh, so Jameis Winston re-signed with the Saints yes. to what, like a twenty-eight million dollar deal for two years or some shit. And you should get LASIK again. Remember, he <laughs> came from Tampa Bay, or should I say, Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and signed um, with the Saints under Drew Brees, what two seasons ago, uh, with the hopes of potentially being the starter because they knew Brees was on his way out. Well, then they ended up hyping up uh, Taysom Hill, the 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 what the human um, Swiss Army knife they call him or whatnot. Yeah. And so, but Jameis Winston took the I think the the minimum for the for his that he could for that one year two year deal to stay with them, and it paid off. Now he's going to be their starter, and he he's getting paid a lot more than he was. You know. I just came across this as we're talking about it. The Colts had already set a play in place of a jet to come pick up Jameis Winston on Monday. 
before he notified them that his focus had shifted back to staying with the Saints. Damn. And then they went and then they went and traded for Matt Ryan. That's crazy. Good for them. Well, at least everybody's happy in that area, right? Besides, well, the Falcons have Marcus Mariota. Do you think he's starter material? I do. Honestly, I heard a lot of analysts talk about mm-hmm. benching Carr mm-hmm. towards the end of the season. That's what they should have to done. To start Mariota to mm-hmm. see whether they wanted to stick with Carr or stick with Mariota. Well, yeah, because it was kind of like they could, yeah. No, the wife was hollering about that too, wanting. And, and I was explaining to the wife too, is Derek Carr um, was the, the ranked number one for like long plays, right? 20 yards or more or uh, passing or whatnot. Yeah. And now he's got the best wide receiver in the league who burns motherfuckers and they've got they've already got that connection like that's going to be crazy that's going to be nuts but but yeah so um so yeah so Jameis Winston resigned with the Saints Matt Ryan signed with the Colts I didn't get I didn't look at the numbers on that I don't know if, if you have big I, I guess I can look him up and stuff but Matt Ryan is a Colt that's going to be so weird like it's gonna be weird. Like there's just so many jerseys. So yeah, yeah. The movement around the league is gonna be fucking. It's so you're right. So many twists and turns, huh? Like just looking at like so many different jerseys. Oh, real fast. Um, so I got breaking news earlier that the the sec a second grand jury in Houston, Texas. Because mind you, two episodes ago when we were recording, we reported it. Um, that at the time of us recording, uh. On one side of town in Houston, a grand jury was was in a meeting seeing if they were going to press charge uh, criminal charges on Deshaun Watson for the these assault sexual assault allegations. And he was across town on the other side of Houston, meeting uh, in a he was getting depo dep, uh, deposition for the 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 what is it called the civil the civil penalty yeah. er, um, part of it. And he pled the fifth and all this, but uh, they ended up the grand jury. In that meeting, declined to press charges. Obviously, they're thinking there's not enough uh, information or evidence to convict or even try to. Well, I guess they, a second grand jury today looked at it and also declined to press charges. So I don't know how many times they can run it by the grand jury or how many times they they're planning on it. This might be the end of it, or I don't know how how that works. I'm not a lawyer or familiar with law, so. Um, We'll see, but um, in a in a presser today, Deshaun, this is a quote, a small one, said, "I know these allegations are and very very serious. I've never assaulted any woman. I've never disrespected any women." Deshaun Watson on the twenty two lawsuits filed against him, alleging sexually a uh, sexual assault and inappropriate conduct. Did he? We don't know. Him and those women know. That's it. So if he like we, me and Big have been very vocal. If he did did these these the allegations are true, then fuck him. He needs to he needs to be locked away. If they're not, then these women need to have some kind of repercussions uh, for for because they could very potentially could have ruined this man's life if he didn't do it. And if he did, then he potentially ruined these women's life. You know, but yeah. there needs to be repercussions on either side of the ball. Hundred percent. So I just wanted to give that little tidbit of information. So so the Colts. They didn't restructure. They they didn't resign him. They restructured his contract, so he was set Wait, to the, be the Colts. They didn't, they didn't resign who? Well, they didn't. They didn't re Matt Ryan. Oh, it was I was like, how they how would they resign him? They didn't like him? resign a new deal with him. You oh, know, okay, gotcha, like, gotcha. Got okay, yeah, I was confused. They just restructured his deal, so they converted 
So they picked up the rest of his contract. Yeah. Okay. Not read. You know how like yeah. when they trade sometimes. Yeah. They they do it. Well, new like deal. that's like with Devonte Adams. He came over with that franchise tag, and he they inked a whole new deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was confused. I didn't know. Yeah. So they didn't like ink a whole new deal with Matt Ryan. They're just keeping um, the current contract. But he was set to make twenty four point seven million this year. They converted twelve of that into a signing bonus, which I didn't know this. This article just so, which will get six million off of their cap space this year and six million off of next year's cap space. Gotcha. So this year he'll only be hitting them for eighteen million cap instead of twenty four, but next year. He'll be hitting them for thirty-five Oof. million. So that's t- that's crazy. Well, I mean, it's it saves them for these next, you know, this. Yeah. Hey, um, so to breaking news, I mean, not a big name that most people, not a big name that hardly anybody will know, but um, uh, Wayne Mackey had passed away in his uh, suddenly last night. His family says he um. He was an NFL, a longtime NFL official. He he was a collegiate official, and then a highly respected on the field game official for two decades, and the collegiate and professional level, whatever. Sorry, not whatever. But he entered the NFL uh, entered the NFL in two thousand seven as a head linesman and quickly established himself as one of the league's top officials as position, serving as head linesman at Super Bowl fifty and officiating in two conference championship games during his ten year NFL career. That concluded in 2016. So again, probably nobody will know who that is besides people that know him personally, or you know, in 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 the offices of the NFL or players. But either way, R.I.P. You know, we talk about sports news, so R.I.P. Wayne Mackey. Um, he was born in 1960. So yeah, I'm trying to find the other contracts right now. Um. Yeah, just still focusing on different free agents moving around. Um, Robert Woods was given the opportunity, which I feel like like we talked about Uh pre-podcast. It's like, I don't know if this is how it's always been and we just never heard about it, but I feel like a lot of people... I think it's fairly new, to be honest. I think a lot of people, it's weird that they're allowed to shop themselves now. It's like, you get to pick where you want to go. If they can give us what we want, fuck it. We'll send you there. We don't care. Yeah. And so with Woods... Um, he said, they told me I'd have a say where I'd be traded. He did his research. He likes being with the Titans. Or he, he talked to people. He figured he really liked being with the Titans. Um, he says they he likes their like, old school run heavy. He mm-hmm. likes to run block, which is weird to hear a wide receiver say. <laughs> yeah. So he'll be there helping out Tannehill and Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's huge on TikTok. Is he? Like he's that yeah, it's weird. Like his TikTok's not bad either. He's like, because it's not like it's not like juju where it dances and stuff. It's like yeah. football related shit. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. Well, and we're gonna see a lot of that with these younger players coming to the league, you know. But the old the old heads, what Pat McAfee, the old whites aren't gonna like it too much. Um, uh, Malcolm Butler signed with the Patriots from the Titans, a two year deal. But wasn't he a Patriot before that? Before he went to the Titans. Yeah, he's the one who... Yeah, the, the should have handed off to Marshawn, right? Yeah. He intercepted it? Okay. Yeah, he's the one who literally 
changed. Was a star because of it. Yeah. And then didn't play in the next Super Bowl because oh, Belichick yeah. benched his ass. Benched him, and I can't remember. Over, th- literally, we really have never found out exactly. Belichick was just said that he broke a team rule. Yeah. It, essentially, but. I can't remember because remember there was a lot of controversy around that. Like there was a big fucking, like, um, conspiracy behind that. Remember, like even players were talking about how it was so much more than that. Yeah. But I don't remember what it was. But yeah, Malcolm Butler changed history. <laughs> like the Seahawks would have won their second Super Bowl, and they were on the one. It will, you guys know the the, the deal. They should have handed it off to Marshawn. You got the best three down running and, and goal line running back in the league and you end up passing and it gets picked. So, yeah. So I looked it up real fast to see if we could find quick news. So according to sources, Butler and Matt Patricia, who was the defensive coordinator at the time, mm. had a heated exchange in practice mm. previously to, like prior to the Super Bowl because Patricia made it very vocally known that he was not happy with the effort that Butler was putting in in practice. And Butler reacted to it, and they got in a heated exchange in practice, and that's why he was bench supposedly. Bench supposedly. So, that's well, that's the news that they're allowing. Gotcha. Well, yeah, because if you look, if you actually dig a note on YouTube, there's it's I've never heard that version. But well, honestly, you know. Malcolm Butler pre that interception was he wasn't that great. No, he wasn't. He's not that great of a corner. No. He's good enough to be on the NFL team and good enough to see playing time. Yeah, you know he started though. No, he would probably be your yeah. nickel corner, but he's not going to be... Your lockdown. He's not going to be your number one. Yeah. He's not going to be the guy like Jalen Ramsey or Darrell Reeves, like the, that yeah. guy that locks people... Or Richard Sherman that just locks motherfuckers Jaylen down. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, like those motherfuckers. He's not that guy. Yeah. But he could easily be the number two or the nickel guy. He's yeah. like... No, I, I good agree. Good corner. I agree. But that pick <laughs> catapulted him into a... Superstar, but Superman. his but I just think his abilities don't live up to that yeah, one. Anybody can have one big play, you know. And so his just happened to come on the in biggest the Super stage, Bowl, yeah, at the biggest and save moment. the game, like. And then fucking Brady won MVP for the Patriots and ended up giving because when you win MVP, you get a trophy, you get a bonus, and you get a vehicle, usually from Chevy. I think Chevy Cadillac GM. It's a GM vehicle. He gave the truck to Malcolm because he thought that Malcolm deserved the MVP. But he I mean, deserved the MVP. What's that? Pete Carroll deserved the MVP. <laughs> for the yeah, for the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. the, the checks cleared. Um, but getting, yeah, I mean, he did work for the Patriots for a while. Mm, no shit. But yeah, getting closer to the the big the biggest one that for today, uh, Allen Robinson is as a Ram now from the Bears. You were talking about that earlier. I don't know what the contract details are, but Allen Robinson is a lot, a long time uh, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears, and he's now a Los Angeles Ram. His his average salary per year will be fifteen point five. Three years, uh, fifty or three years, forty six point five. Gotcha. He's he's always been a clutch receiver, but not a not the face. Last year he had sixty six targets, thirty eight receptions, four hundred and ten receiving yards, and one touchdown. Yeah, he's one of those like slot guys, like uh. And you gotta understand, Wilson. last year he was playing with the Bears and what Turdbiscuit, Mitchell Turdbiscuit, Turd no, who was no Taylor, was Justin Fields, but well, partially. Yeah, 
So I mean, like their quarterback room over there was just yeah, not yeah, it wasn't it wasn't efficient. I mean, he still made almost uh, he's still getting a fifty million dollar contract. Yeah, that's good. You see that the Rams re-signed um, Matt Stafford, right? Like yeah, they, they worked a new two year deal with him. They're like, ah, oh, you won the Super Bowl. I guess we'll keep you around. Yeah, um, and then speak it just. Real fast, another receiver you guys got, uh, James Washington. Mm -hmm. From the Steelers. Um, He spoke out. Yeah, I saw that today. About how he felt about Pittsburgh. And and in here it says it's no negative in Pittsburgh. But he thinks when he got to Pittsburgh, it just wasn't the right fit for him. Mm -hmm. Because the... It was just so crowded in the receiver with quite, room. Yeah, with locker room of wide receivers. Yeah, he just said there was too many. There was too many wide receivers for the lower end to get any kind of. He said there's a lot of meat left on the bone. So was, yeah. his, was his, his. So his he's course. happy to take full advantage of this new opportunity where he can actually get some playing time, like some yeah. actual playing time. Yeah, we're when so we got rid of Amari Cooper, but I mean he we owns have, a ranch. Yeah, three and a half hours away. He's from Texas. Yeah. But yeah, we have what Sidney Lamb. We re-signed um, Michael Gallup, who's coming off an ACL injury. Uh, Cedric Wilson went to the Dolphins, who was pretty clutch for us. We have um, James Washington. There's a, a few others, a couple others I'm trying to think of, but either way. But the big name that got traded that you know the last couple of days is the Cheetah, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek motherfucking Hill, the self-proclaimed fastest man. Well, not self-proclaimed. I don't think it's proven, but everybody says he's the fastest man in the NFL. I haven't seen numbers that say that. But, I mean, you know, I will say that uh, Micah Parsons, a linebacker, defensive end, did beat him in the race at the Pro Bowl. So, I think, honestly, at this point, bro, these guys are just... They're it's, all talking. I mean, you got Scotty Miller over here in Tampa Bay saying he's the fastest yeah. receiver in the NFL. Everybody's going to say You got it. DK saying he's the fastest. Yeah. Just look at this. For charity, everybody who thinks they're the fastest motherfucker in the NFL throw up 10 Gs. Mm-hmm. 100-yard dash that bitch. Yeah. On a football field. In pads. Right? Because I don't count you when fastest man in the NFL. Well, you're barefooted with nothing but a Speedo. Yeah. Because <laughs> in the NFL... And that's one thing, like, 40-yard dashes for me, mm-hmm. they're oh, really? cool. Yeah. But those numbers don't matter. Yeah, they don't mean shit. Because how many times are you going to be running on a football field in spandex? Yeah, and running shoes. With no one in your way. And a prep surface from a, a sprinter's start stance. Never. Yeah. I get it. It just means you're quick. But, I mean, but Tyreek Hill... On you can see when you watch him play. Oh, he's fast. He and he's like a joystick. He can change positions like when he before he plants his feet. Like he's fucking fast. Yes, but I'm just saying like this whole argument about fastest in the NFL. Should either put up or shut up. Exactly. Like how hard would that be to say? Okay, he's. I mean, he's in Miami now. Let's all meet up in Miami mm-hmm. in the off season. Work out together. Whatever. We'll use Dolphins practice facility. Yeah. Everybody throw 10 Gs. Winner gets to send the total amount of money to whatever charity they want. That'd be dope. That'd be really cool. We heard it here first from Big. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of shit I think about. Like, these guys, like, DK, Scotty, Tyreek. And and Tyreek isn't even, he doesn't really, like, he's not as loud as the others. Well, he he has been, he's been trying to challenge Usain Bolt. 
If he beat Bolt, then we could say he's probably the fastest. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit, fucking have you say something out there, too. Yeah, right. No, that's what he's been trying to, he wants to do and stuff. But, yeah, so the Chiefs ended up, he, he wanted out of, he wanted out of Kansas City because, obviously, they have so much money tied up with Patrick Mahomes. He wanted a big deal after uh, Devontae got traded to the 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 Ra- or the Raiders and who was the other um, receiver we were talking about that got traded? Kurt. Yeah. Kurt? Uh, what what's his first name? Any anyways, the was the Jaguars. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk and and he watched Christian Kirk and Devontae um, Adams get traded and have these blockbuster fucking uh, contract deals, right? So he wanted something huge like that. Uh, Kansas City, I, I don't know if they couldn't or just not willing to pay him that much, and he wanted out, and he wants to be paid for what he brings, and he does bring a lot. You have to, you have to double team him, like you, or you, ooh, excuse me, he's pretty much a touchdown. So the Dolphins ended up trading for him, and they fucking gave the house, the farm, the kitchen sink, the neighbors' kids, and their next three picks of litter for this guy, like. What did, did do you remember what they gave up? They gave up. I'll look it up right a, now. I believe it's a first, a third, a fourth this year, and then a fourth, fifth, sixth next year. It's yeah, it's it's some big shit. I think it was that. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Something very similar to that. <clears throat> crazy, crazy. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm pulling it up. Hey, honestly, it was it was less than I expected. Really? For Tyree. Especially after I just watched what we gave up for Russell Wilson. Yeah. So it, it, so in return, the Chiefs will receive five draft choices from Miami, including first and second round picks in April's draft. So, I mean, that's... Oh, it's first and second this yeah. year. I thought it was first and third. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and the... So, sorry, sorry, go. You were saying what? I was just saying, I feel like the way that not only trades are going, mm-hmm. but contracts, I figured his trade would... He might have. I figured he might have got like a second next year too, but they did. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, it's some big shit. But the, and we talked about and I, our a friend of our really good friend of ours, Ronnie, is a, is a diehard Dolphins fan. I think the only Dolphins fan I know. Um, well, besides his son and stuff, because of him. I only know one other. Oh, okay. Through working with Sir. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, so I messaged our our buddy, our brother, I should say, Ronnie, the the other night when I was cooking, and I was like. Dude, y'all are building a fucking powerhouse down there in Miami, and he's geeked out. Like, I mean, how many? They've got like fucking they four running backs. They got um, Connor Williams, a lineman from Dallas. He's over there. They got Tyreek. They've got they've got like three tight ends. They signed Evan Ingram, didn't they? No, no, Ingram went to Jacksonville. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, they've got. I don't. I don't. It couldn't even tell you. Let me see. But they are. The not tools they're putting it. around Tua, like they kept Mike Jacecki, their tight mm-hmm. end, and they're not flying it. They're doing it kind of under the radar. In, in before this... the Tyreek trade, yeah, before yeah, the exactly, Tyreek exactly. trade, exactly. Yes. Once that Tyreek right. trade hit, it was like all eyes on uh, Miami. Yeah, they, I mean, and they've got Waddle, who already broke a, a rookie record. He was in the running for rookie offensive rookie of the year with um, with, Chase. With yeah, J- J- Jamar Chase. Honestly, and I think, and we we say that this shouldn't go into, like, their decision. Uh-huh. If, I think it would have been a closer vote 
if Miami would have been in the playoffs. Tonight. Or since he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you, you like you said, they shouldn't because it's not supposed to be. The pre the postseason is supposed to have no effect on the voting, but then why do the voting after the postseason or in the postseason? Yeah, that, that's bullshit. So do the even if you don't do the the ceremony so after or in the middle, at least get the voting done as soon as the, the last game of week seventeen is played. Boom, have the votes you know come down within a couple of days, you know, because of course it's gonna fucking. Or what you do is instead of having. The stupid Pro Bowl gap week for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the Pro Bowl. Oh, yeah, fuck that. That shit's gay. And just gap week between the end of the season and the first playoff game. That's true. And then just run the playoffs with no gap. Yeah, no, that would be. I don't know. Like they, that's how they used to do the Super Bowl. They used to didn't used to be a gap week. Yeah, and then yeah, and I hate how it's like they the dates have changed. You know. Yeah, it used to be the last. What was it? The last Sunday of January. Like when yeah. the Pro Bowl was yep. after it, and now it's like the. F- then it went to February fourth, and this year it was like the thirteenth. Yeah, it's like the you know? it's like the first or second Sunday of. It's ridiculous, is what it is. Damn, Teddy Bridgewater is still on the Dolphins squad. Do you know that? No, they signed him. He was just with us last year. We oh, they just signed him. Okay, not still. So, okay, so he they just signed him as a backup potentially starter if Tua doesn't. I heard that know. there might actually be like a quarterback battle in camp. I mean, I could see it. And that's good. That should light a fire. See, well, and that was the thing is I saw that actually reminded me. I saw an analyst say that either one, it lights the fire under Tua, because mm-hmm. that's what happened in Bama when Tua mm-hmm. and Jalen Hurts and all like there was there was oh, yeah. a big battle there and it lit the fire. Well, and then and then uh, I don't know who the coach was at Bama or is um, Nick Saban. Nick Saban in the, in the the national championship game swapped him out. Swapped him out. And I'm like, hey, fuck it, you know. They ended up winning the game, right? But so that's so. The the analyst said either it lights a fire under Tua, or we really find out who Tua is. Yeah, exactly. And it'd be better now with that young offense that they're putting there and the team they're putting there to find out who Tua is instead of. No, I agree. I agree. I'm trying to. And Teddy, when he was with us, when he was healthy, looked good. Yeah, but he did. He he left a few times this year due to injury because of like trying to make plays with his feet and stuff. Yeah, and so I mean, we have, and then we I mean we sent so uh, both of our quarterbacks from last year we've shipped off. Drew Locke was traded. Bridgewater we didn't resign. Dude, so is this is this just the this off season that the 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 trades and all the the. The moves that the Dolphins have made. I'm looking at a list of players. So I know Terran Ter- Ar- Armstead is left tackle, good for the line, you know. Yeah. So Cedric Wilson. So this is the this is the people they got in, in free agency. Listen to this list, bro. Armstead, left tackle. Cedric Wilson from they got Armstead from New Orleans. Cedric Wilson from Dallas. He's a wide receiver. Uh, offensive guard Car- Connor Williams from Dallas. They got running back Chase Edmonds from Arizona. They got cornerback Keon Croson from uh, the New York Giants. Tight end Durham Smythe from... Oh, they re-signed him. Um, They got fullback Alec Ingold from Las Vegas. Quarterback Teddy Bridgewater from Denver. Quarterback Jacoby Brissett from from Cleveland. Wait. No, they shipped him off to Cleveland, right? Yeah. Okay, my bad. I'm looking at it wrong. Um, uh, They got Trent Sherfield, wide receiver from San Francisco. They re-signed 
Red and Scarlet. But damn, did, all those. Did, that didn't even say. Did you say Moster? Uh, no, that didn't even have Moster, and it didn't have um, Tyreek Hill on here either. Yeah, because they signed Moster. That's, that's too. gonna be old. Yeah, no, I'm 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 trying to find all the moves they made. Like that list of shit is just. And that's yeah, that's without a few big names on it. Even the biggest names. Let me see. I'm trying to find a list. That way I don't have to read through a bunch of, you know, text yeah. to see. But it's kind of hard. Like, I Google that shit, but let me see. So the one that I have pulled up for Miami uh-huh. is um, their big signings, obviously, Tyreek Hill, or biggest acquisitions would be Acquisition. Tyreek Hill, Taron Armstead, Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, and Cedric Wilson would be their mm-hmm. big signings. Yeah, um, their off-season goals would be to build around Tua, yeah, obviously, absolutely, and that's what they've done. Um, but the biggest question still lingers: Is Tua the man? At the and, we'll have to see, huh? And so it says at this point, Tua has no more excuses about subpar teammates or coaches. The third-year quarterback does not has not necessarily proved he's a franchise quarterback, but. He has every opportunity to do this with the abundance of playmakers around him. So, and that was just the big name acquisitions. Oh yeah, that was just yeah, it was just the list. Like of the Connor big. Connor Williams, the 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 guard from Dallas is he's he's a pretty good lineman. I'm not saying he's elite. That's why he's not on the big name list. But they've got like so they've got like fucking four running backs, like three tight ends right now. Like it's. It's crazy down there. I like I said, like I, me and Big were talking, and like I told our, our our brother Ronnie, they are building a fucking powerhouse down there in Miami. Well, and I saw a thing. The crazy thing is, I saw a thing that says the Patriots will go from like what because they honestly they haven't done much in the offseason, and it's not for lack of trying. Yeah. But I mean, you got <clears throat> and they have a decent team there too. Um, they will be third in that division, is what this analyst said. He was given his, he called them his way too early division predictions. Yeah. And he said that he thinks the Bills will still win that division. Yeah. Just oh, because yeah. they Josh built Allen, sure. and, yeah. and they've even added some pieces. Yeah. I'm trying to, they haven't really, they haven't really made a big splash of free agency um, that I'm aware of. So, well, they signed Von Miller. Oh, oh shit. That was the biggest free agency move at the time, too. And then they um, they signed O.J. Howard, who's a yeah. pretty good tight end. Yeah, no, you're right. Shit. And, I mean, minus Von Miller, who we will, is yet to see yeah, how he will. I just don't, I don't think his age and, and history warrants that big of a contract for that long, too. Great fucking player. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Pro- I'm sure he'll be first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, yeah, undeniably. So, but, so their big thing, their big goal was to shore up that defensive line because last year they were tied for eleventh mm-hmm. in sacks, mm-hmm. which is middle of the pack. Yeah. Um. So they added Von Miller, and then they added Tim Settle, who's a defensive tackle. I don't really don't know him that much. Yeah, I don't know. In defen- really defensive tackles. You either know them or do not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Because you know you got like Aaron Donald, Nadamik and Sue. Those are the guys you know. On teams, they're like the quarterback. You usually don't know the backups too much. Yeah. You know? Like, I know every team has their, their standout and tackle. And then yeah. after that, like... The well, that's like, we just signed... Denver just signed... Um, <clears throat> Randy Gregory. Well, no, I was going to say, we signed... He's an end. Yeah, so we signed uh, DJ Jones from, okay. uh, what do you call it, San Francisco? Okay. Defensive tackle. And I watched a thing on him, because I was like, okay, cool, like, 
Yeah, I know who he is, but they said literally if you take Aaron Donald out of the league, DJ Jones is one of the best run-stopping D-tackles in the league. Donald's a tackle? I thought he was an end. I mean, they're interchangeable, but... No, he he plays in the middle. Gotcha. But they're like, if you take Aaron Donald out of the league, DJ Jones is top two, possibly top one, run-stopping defensive tackle. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I didn't know that about him. Because you only talk about, like, Aaron Donald at D-tackle. Yeah. Or... Nadamic and more Nadamic and Sue gets talked about now because mm-hmm. of the dirty shit he does, not because of. I and mean, really, I haven't heard his name really in a while. I know, but when you think about defensive yeah. tackles, oh yeah, and you think Sue, you think dirt, you think of stomping on yeah Aaron Rodgers and kicking in the balls and. But yeah, when you think about like shit. defensive positions, a lot of times, especially those line, like when you think about offensive linemen, yeah, you can't really name. Like if I was like, name me the best right tackle in the league. Yeah, a Trent Williams. Or right tackle. Never mind, I was thinking left. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, never mind. So, yeah, I couldn't. Couldn't do it. Because, so see, so that... Layout so, Collins, probably. Well, yeah, probably Layout Collins would be the best right tackle. But that's because he's a Cowboy. That's how I know that. Yeah. If I wasn't a Cowboys fan, I wouldn't have known that. And know? that's the thing is that you say that, and neither one of us... I can't refute it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like, could, I could say any name, and you'd be like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that's how it is. So... So Tim Settle, for all I know, like that was my whole point is could be a he stud. could be a stud or it could be a bust. But and so and they also added Jordan Phillips, who's also another defensive tackle. So they that was that name deal. sounds more familiar, but I can't say I'm familiar with it. Um. So yeah, those they so they did try to sure up that. Yeah. So the whole point was right now it has the analyst. This analyst has them winning the division, and then the Dolphins in second. Gotcha. And then the Jets are. Yeah. <laughs> Flown home. They they don't ever win that division. Right. Gang green. Last time they won that division, Mark Sanchez was their quarterback. Butt fumble. And D- Darrell Rivas was their corner. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, call, the, they call themselves the gang green, right? The fan base? Yeah. The, the NFL needs to cut them the fuck off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Leave them buried in the Meadowlands. Which, yeah. That's crazy. I, 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 we ran through everything on my list. I don't know about your side. Um, the only thing I think I had on this side, uh, well, I told you about that NFL prospect getting hurt at his pro day. Yeah. And how, like, the media from the outside, because uh, he was a projected first-round draft pick, and his his combine day helped him out really he, big. Yeah. Um, David Ojabo. What uh, position? Uh, I think it was, it's either end or outside linebacker. Defensive, okay. Um, he had 11 sacks last season at Michigan, which is really good for. Yeah. He ran a four five five at the draft, two uh, six four two fifty. His numbers were good. Everything really good. Um, it says D line, so in on his it shows a combine picture. Yeah. D line. Um, at his pro day. Oh, that's fucking sad. Which I always I always find this weird that if you went to the combine. Yeah. Why do the pro day? Or yeah, or if you do the the pro day, then why? Go and usually the pro days happen after the combine, obviously. Yeah. So at his combine, well, I I didn't know that. I always thought the pro days were usually before, so I didn't know that. Um, they're usually after, from what I've gotcha. seen, recent, at okay. least recently. Yeah. Um, so he was doing some, a, a pass rushing drill and tore his Achilles. Oh, that's one hundred percent a year at the minimum. <laughs> Some people don't come back from that. And so it's like he just went from being potential first-round draft pick. Which is life-changing money. To potentially not being drafted now. Or maybe never playing again in football. 
And so, and but the big thing is, it's not him getting hurt at his pro day. That wasn't what everybody was. It was the reaction. Like, there wasn't a bunch of people that ran over to check on him. There was a few trainers and like other coaches or whatever. But the picture that I saw, it was you could see all these scouts and stuff just standing, and he's laying like five or ten feet or ten yards away, mm-hmm. just on the ground with like two or three people around him. And then they just moved on with the pro day while he's just laying there in agony. It's like, oop, life goes on. Next. It's, it's and then, it's, you know. And and from the NFL, like, there was a receiver or somebody who said that he's seen at practice when dudes get hurt, you just move practice 20 yards up the field or 30 yards mm-hmm. up the field and just keep going. Yeah. Like, and, it's nothing new. And I'm like, to me, like, in the in – the, NFL, I I still they, you gotta have some kind of compassion for the guy. Yeah. But I also know you have a job and a business to do. Like it's like if a cop gets shot, you can't stop patrolling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like cops yeah. still have to go out and do their job. I understand that. But as a college kid, because he's still a kid essentially, he's a an adult, but he's still a college student. He's laying there and like all these grown executives are just treating him like garbage almost like yeah well, well he's used goods yeah exactly like on, on he went next... from the top of our list to probably not even on our list they're saying like the the update on this because i just looked it up said um they update he obviously reportedly uh tore his is torn his achilles or whatnot but uh the point of what i'm getting to is they say he's still raw when it comes to the game of football and likely wasn't expected to produce his first year in the league. A good team is going to get a good player. So they're saying there's high hopes that he'll still get drafted and yeah. still get drafted pretty good. And they said with um, with like Cam Akers, the recovery of Cam, considering the timely recovery of Cam Akers last season, the history of recovering recovering from this injury is significantly better than it was years back. So they're saying that it shouldn't affect him too bad. So he'll that's probably that's he'll probably end up honestly if he gets drafted, round. he'll probably yeah. slip to the. Third, fourth round, yeah, fifth yeah. round maybe. But still, like, but like they said, a team's gonna a good because you think about it, fifth round, the Bengals could pick him up. Yeah, like a team that's already in contention, yeah. and they'll get him for cheap. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like I feel bad saying that. Cause well, it's we like, did. I mean, we did. Cowboys the same thing with Jalen Ramsey, right? Tori, was it Jalen Ramsey? No, not Jalen Ramsey. Fucking um, Jalen Smith. Was it Jalen Smith? One of one of the guys we got injured was injured in the bowl game. His last game of his yeah. collegiate career, and they said my he was supposed to go like first round. They said maybe never with this injury never play again because it's like nerve damage. And we took a, a shot on him, you know, a little bit later in the draft. Brought him in, we rehabbed him for the whole time, and 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 he became a stud. We just he just left us, uh, or we just released him. Oh, I think I think it was Jalen Smith. I believe it was Jalen Smith. So, but you know, good fucking dude, we gave him an opportunity. But anyways. Yeah, so like hopefully he gets drafted and gets that opportunity. Yeah, you know, we'll speedy recovery. Because if not, if he doesn't get drafted, all that rehab's coming out of pocket. Well, his college might pick it up because a lot of times you're the call it the they they help a lot if you're an if you're an alumni. You know? Yeah. So, but we'll see. Yeah, you're right though. Potentially. Yeah. Even if he. Um, He's from Nigeria. He's a uh, Scottish Nigerian. Oh, that's a mix I've never heard before. Right. He's twenty one. Um, but a lot of like, even if he like got picked up, 
made the practice squad and he could get all his medical shit covered while he's bouncing around and then he never made it again it'd still be like a, a win because you got your shit taken care of in, in yeah, high-end doctors too you and know? some teams have done that like the Bengals did that for the defensive lineman who his daughter had cancer yeah instead of cutting him they kept him on the. They the let him stay on the practice squad, which means he still got the same insurance mm-hmm. that the players got. Yeah, and that's dope when they do that. That's so dope. Like the Bengals, that was a class act over there for that shit. And then once <laughs> once that all got done, he came back to play. He played for a little bit, but he never really. Oh yeah, he did. He didn't. He wasn't like. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, and that's the thing is you got to think about it. If your kid has cancer, are you focusing on hitting the gym and working out, or are you focusing on getting them to where they need to be? Oh, and absolutely. Make you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, Without that, maybe he has a better career. Maybe he doesn't. We don't know. Yeah. Um, my last big thing is, for the first time in forever. Sorry, God. In too many movies with my daughter. <laughs> in history, um, in Coach K's farewell tour, mm-hmm. Duke and North Carolina have a real shot. They've had a couple other opportunities. Uh, Never transpired though. Uh, in 87, 88, and 98, they were on track and then some things derailed. But right now, is it's a real shot that I think North Carolina has to win their game tonight. Yeah. Who are they playing, though? Um, so North Carolina, yeah, it has to be tonight because today is the 25th. Um, so North Carolina plays UCLA tonight. So they have to beat UCLA. That's going to be tough. Uh, yeah, North Carolina's. Well, North Carolina did just beat the number one ranked Baylor team. Okay. Um, UCLA is fourth ranked, so. What's what's uh, North Carolina ranked? Eighth. Okay. For bracketed into their because what they do is they put them into four regions. Yeah. And then get. What do so. they call it when it like a, a a team that's low end comes and like shocks? What do they call it? Uh, a pr- Cinderella story. Cinderella. It was like a princess story. I wonder if they could be. Um, yeah, so there is actually one in the that's playing in the Sweet Sixteen tonight. There is what Saint Peter's. They're a fifteen seed. They Shit. beat the two seed, the seven seed, and now they're facing the third seed, Purdue. That's how Davidson, when when Steph played for them, yeah, so he, they did some. They're shows. still in it. Um, they're actually the high or the lowest seed, mm-hmm. highest number, but lowest seed. Yeah, still in it. Miami University is a 10 seed, and they beat the 7 seed USC and the 2 seed Auburn already. And Damn. So they're still in it. And they're actually facing the 11 seed Iowa State. So there's a lot of... shakeup. Um, but yeah, so if North Carolina wins and whoever wins down at the bottom... So North Carolina essentially has to win two more games to face Duke. Gotcha. Duke has to beat um, number four Arkansas, and then they'll be... If they win... They'll be like, it's up to you, North Carolina. Yeah. So I think it'd be kind of cool just to see because obviously cross-city rivalries. Duke lost to North Carolina in Krzyzewski's last home game. Yeah. So if he could come back and beat them in the finals, in the final four to get to his final championship as a coach, like that would be... That'd be, be a that, movie. that would be a Cinderella story. That would be a movie. Not as so much, but yeah, exactly. <clears throat> it's crazy because... If you look at the top two regions, because there's four regions, so the top two regions, number four and number two play Duke and Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Number five and number two play for the other side, which is Houston and Villanova. If you look at this bottom one. It's eight, four, three, fifteen, ten. Like this Shh. bottom one, like <laughs> just fucking shooken up. 
There's only one number one left in the bottom, and it's Kansas. Damn. And they play against number four. So it's just like, the top's like, all right, nobody out of the top five's left. The bottom one's like, 50% of us are below 10. That's funny. <laughs> That's hella funny. It would be some shit if the 15 came and won the whole thing. They would have to make a movie about that shit. Has that ever happened? I don't know. I'm going to say, what's, what, what, it would be the highest or lowest seed? Lowest seed. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. So they beat number two, Kentucky, by six points. Damn. They beat number seven, Murray State, by <laughs> ten points. So they're not just barely winning. Yeah. Like six points <laughs> is a decent win over a two seed. It says uh, the Villanova Wildcats. This brings us the lowest seed ever to win in March Madness. The first year of the expanded 64-team field. What were they? Um, yeah, I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, so... Um, which is weird, because Villanova's usually ranked decently high. So yeah, this has got to be... If they won as the lowest seed, what are they, like a 60? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, they were 12th. Ooh! Of course, upsets are still possible. as proven... Oh, never mind. It's proven by the 12th seed Richmond Spiders. Fuck? Well, there's some weird schools in when, with this new expanded. Like, yeah, they, the Richmond Spiders, they were 12th, one on Thursday over the fifth seeded Iowa Hawkeyes. But let me see when this article was written. No, this is the 19th. Let me see. Historically, number one seeds are the biggest chance. Well, duh. Um, this 85 is when Villanova did it. I'm just, it, let me, it's not telling me the seed. Uh, Sorry, guys, we're looking up, trying to find the info. Um, but, yeah, so I'm just trying to the lowest seeds ever to win an NCAA tournament in Villanova. I can't find the seed that they were, though. Oh, they were eight-seeded. Eight <laughs> so they were the bottom of that, that region, right? Yeah, well, so b back then, because you said it was 85? They, they, they just expanded the 64 team. So they would have been... <clears throat> uh, they would have been middle of the pack, right? Because there's 16 in each of four regions. 16 yeah, so it'd be each. 16 in each. Yeah, so th that's middle of the pack. That's middle what I was saying. Pack. Like, for Villanova to be the lowest, Villanova's always <laughs> been a good basketball yeah, school. Yeah, So that would be, like, North Carolina winning right now. Yeah. It's not that big of a, like... No, yeah, not not too hard to, to, to think yeah. of it. Yeah. So, and they were eighth, and they, they, they won it, so, but... Yeah, like you said, they're traditionally they're. Uh, uh, That's why when you said their name, I was like, it couldn't be something super. Yeah, you're like what sixteen? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, honestly, potentially, well, eleven and ten play each other. So really, you have two opportunities for a record to be set for lowest seed to win. Yeah. Could be fifteen, St. Peter's. That would be fucking nuts. Yeah, it'd be. I mean, they beat Kentucky. Yeah. That's crazy to me, too. I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes these <laughs> Cinderella stories, they get... I don't know if they can handle the pressure that starts to come. Yeah. Because you see it like... Like North Carolina's national spotlight all year long. Yeah. They're used to it, yeah. And they, St. Peter's? I don't even know where the fuck this place is. Yeah, I don't know either. They Where are they? What's their team? Peacocks. Huh. Sick. They're going to win. Right. Just, for our, just for our friend Rachel that passed away. She was a peacock lover. Rachel's going to help them flock. I'm, I'm legit trying to... I <clears> want to <throat> know where they're from. St. Peter's Peacocks. I'll look it up. 
Save Peter Pete on Um let me see. <clears throat> They're from is in Jersey City, New Jersey. Yeah, I just looked it up too. Arena Edition. run baby run arena thirty two hundred capacity. Holy shit, that's it. I mean Bro, it's a lot you, of people. If but... you look at a picture of it, mm -hmm. it looks mm. like what literally pretty much looks like a the inside of the old Red Bluff gym. Okay. Like obviously it's a little bit bigger, but like the stands of it, because there's just one set of bleachers mm -hmm. with three rows, one set of bleachers with three like it's literally like Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it looks high school as fuck. Yeah, it does. It looks high it looks like a high school gym. Hey, but they out here. No, yeah, they upsetting people. They got a cool ass TV in it though. <laughs> they're they're oh, scoreboard then, and shit. Yeah, I would say the one the mock up that I think honestly because I think the one that I just saw was the mock up of because it was an article for they got a. <coughs> oh yeah, so that's their their arena inside. Yeah, so this mock up is different. Is it? But that does look like the high school gym. Yeah, no, that's their real one. This, this looks is, like the new high school gym. This one came on. <laughs> Announces a $5 million gift to make the new one. So this looks like oh, the mock-up that was given, you know what I mean? Or that's going to be the new one. That looks like... Because Oh, these bleachers must pull out, huh? Unlike me. Yeah, because like, <laughs> I don't. But, yeah, so... Pull-out game week. Can't even pull out my own driveway. Yeah, this is during, during a game. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It looks like... Obviously, it's a little bit bigger than Red Muff. Yeah. The old gym. But it literally feels like it looks like the new gym, with like, the a high end, out. like a high end basketball, like high end high school team, it, it, like some um, uh, IMG shit. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, like maybe community college, <laughs> right? But yeah, other, I just wanted to mention that because I think it'd be cool to see, honestly, either one Duke beat North Carolina for his Shashevsky's kind of last little fuck you, mm -hmm. yeah, or North Carolina can be like. Shashevsky, one last time. Right. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. But. Yeah. And that's the nice thing is like, you know how we always talk about, well, if this happens, we know it was rigged in the NFL. Yeah. Like if, if Tom this... Brady wins the Super Bowl in his last year type of thing. Yeah. That's why he came back. <laughs> or we always talk about those things like. What did I say? It was, who was it? It was um, the Steelers. Yeah. I was like, if they win the Super Bowl, never watching fucking NFL football again. I, and that's never. the thing is we can, in, in pro sports, I feel like we can say that. Yeah. But like, I feel yeah, like. college, in, you can't, you know. College, there's no way that they can rig Krzyzewski <clears throat> no. to win his title. If he wins the title. You can't, you can't, you can't get all the players on board. These are younger guys who are not playing. They're playing for possibly get drafted, but a lot of them know they're not going to the next step. They're not. They're playing for the love of the game and to win. They're not playing. You can't pay them off. You can't. Rig, so you. Well, you have even, to get the refs to rig it, if anything. And that's what I'm saying. And sometimes, like in the NFL, I, I don't think that <clears throat> a lot of times, if things do get rigged, I don't think it's on a oh, player no, yeah, level. I don't, so. I don't think so either. It's more on an official. There might be level. a one or a few players involved. Yeah. They might get you know a couple players that are big playmakers, key pieces. Maybe. I don't know, you know? But I, like I said, I feel like it's more of a, a league level thing where they yeah. get like officials involved mm -hmm. and like maybe front, front suspend offices. a guy that shouldn't be suspended type of awesome. thing. LeBron James, Draymond Green, 2016, mother... Anyways, yes. You know what I mean type of shit? Yeah, about to throw something. But like at the collegiate level, 
I just it's so pure from yeah. even the fans. Like there's some people I know that won't watch most professional sports mm-hmm. because of how pure they feel college is. Yeah, it, Whether it, it's it really football is. or and it really basketball. Is. And we've talked about this. I've talked about other people to other people about it for years. About it's crazy that these college, like especially with football, they come to the league. They're like it's so much faster. But watching the college games of football, it college just looks like they're harder hitting, faster running, everything. And we talked about this and. And my thing is, because they're playing to either A, get a championship, B, because they know it's the last season or last hurrah of their, their, their uh, professional or, or career, yeah. career, sports career, or C, they're to get drafted and get that big contract. Once they get to the NFL, yeah, they might get a rookie contract, so they're playing their ass off to get that big contract. Once they do, they're like playing to not get as hurt. They're playing to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot like, of guys play hard for that. Because what I've always heard, and guys will say it, is your first contract doesn't make you rich. No. The way you make money in the NFL and stuff is getting that second contract. Mm-hmm. Once you can get that second contract, mm-hmm. that's when you start to feel comfortable money-wise. Yeah, yeah. Because like you, you could be the number one overall pick, mm-hmm. get $12 million, get hurt, and never play again. Twelve million is like that's a lot of money. Twelve million is six to your bank account, but not even that. Twelve million. Let's be real. You get about about half of it's taken for taxes. That's just depending federal. on your state. That's just federal. If you're a Las Vegas Raider, you pay zero property or zero state taxes. If you're in California, we're one of, if not the highest state tax mm-hmm. in the country. And say you're paying, you know, whatever. So so between taxes, property, state and and state or federal and or state. It's about fifty percent of your earnings. You get a twelve million dollar contract, boom. There's six six million is gone. Why? Just act like you don't have it, and then you have to pay agents, managers, publicists, whatever trainers. Yeah. Who helped you get ready for the for the draft? Everything. Because a lot of people pre draft mm-hmm. help you on the stipulation. On on, yeah. They give you credit essentially. Yeah. So you have to, and, and not only that. But your manager and your agent has to be paid. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. That's they take their five or ten percent, whatever it is. And then after that, you got family members. You got to buy your mom a house. You know, your your dad or a vehicle. And then that's before you've even spent a dime on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that twelve million dollar contract you sign, when you actually get it before you help any friends or family or yourself, when after agents managers take their cut, you've paid all your dues. It's probably now about five million. Yeah. And so think million. about it. If you made five million in a year, yeah. boom, that's hella money to us. Yeah, and if you invest right, that and what can, I'm saying yeah. is, so if you if you get five mil, get hurt, never play again, mm-hmm. that five mil ain't lasting your lifetime. That yeah, you better have a fallback plan, or you better be very frugal or invest good. And so that's the whole point is they say you got to get to that second contract, mm-hmm. and then once guys get to the second contract, not everybody, but a lot of them start playing. Yeah. Very differently because they know that if they can get through that second one, mm-hmm. the third, the third one, it's one of those things where like it turns into a business yeah, really absolutely. fast. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why Tom Brady, Chris Paul, LeBron James spend one to one point five million dollars a year on their body tax write off. Yeah, and it is. It's a, it, that's also. Do you know if you're an automotive YouTuber and you buy a Lamborghini and you make videos with it and it helps your channel or a Hellcat? Tax write off because it's 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 uh for your business. Us, all of this, if we got monetized, all the stuff that we've we've um invested, oh, you, you bet I'm tax writing this off for stream. Oh, stuff. definitely 100%. It's yeah. $1,200 worth of audio, equipment. yeah, no, 100%, <laughs> dude. And, and your computer, 
But well, you see, so oh, you I bought that before we started, huh? Yeah, and so like I said, I've looked into a lot of things. I'll probably try to write this off. And that's the thing is when people think, and we're on a side note here, but when people think that you're writing stuff off, you don't get that money back. Yeah. It's not, you don't like you can't make four hundred dollars and write off two thousand dollars worth yeah, of stuff, and they're going to give you all that money back. That's not what they do. Is they it? You, let's say you're because as like working for YouTube. Like making YouTube money, which we don't make any yet, or like Twitch money when I stream and stuff. They, you're a 1099. Yeah. You don't pay any taxes. You're considered a self-employed yeah. person, and so you have to pay your taxes. Mm-hmm. The only thing that does is lower how much you're gonna owe off yeah. that, how much money you made. That's yeah. all it does. So make sure that if you do have a YouTube or you build YouTube and you get monetized, you always put something away. Even have a separate account and called tax man money. You know. And yeah. put put whatever percentage where you live, federal and or state, and put that shit in a separate account, just so when the end of the year comes, you didn't blow through your cash, you know, and then you have no tax money because those motherfuckers don't play. They will take all your shit, put you in prison, and you still owe them the money. Yeah, and like, fuck I, me, right? If I go to prison, that should be my debt. That's you know, isn't that how you pay your debts? You're right. Um, but yeah, I've always heard thirty percent is kind of the is it? Yeah, like that's just. That's what everybody who I've known that I've talked to that makes thousands of dollars a year, mm-hmm. like doing Twitch. Like I don't talk to people who make the hundreds of thousands. Yeah, or whatever. we're not in that. But yeah, like I have, I know people through streaming who last year made almost ten thousand dollars last year. It's not bad. And so their thing is, just if you're gonna spend any of it, just thirty percent needs to just. That's just the easy number. Wait, spend only spend thirty. No, set aside thirty okay, percent. And that's just the easy number so that when the taxes hit at the end of the year, usually that 30% that you set aside is more than you're going to owe. Yeah. But 30% is kind of just an easy round number that you can just... Gotcha. See, I don't know any of that. See, we talk about sports and educating you on finances and shit. If you stuck around this long. Yeah, if you sign... And and to those, one of you that did, uh, we appreciate appreciate all of you. And, you know, and if you're listening... um, it's 2022 right now. If you're listening in 2032, you know, we appreciate you too. So, but with that, I think we're done, right? We are. We're going to wrap it up for episode 32. Episode 32 until next, next week, right? Yes. Peace. Peace.